hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. I made, I made a whole. You ever make a whole cheesecake <laughs> for just for just you? You say this is a oh, this is a personal pie. Oh, this is. I'm the cheesecake factory today. <laughs> I am both the factory and the factory uh, consumer. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna go into storage, and by that <laughs> I mean my tummy. Warm storage, hot storage. Oh, okay, I don't know the process to make cheesecake is it anything like do you need to ferment it's, anything do you need to do anything special or is it no, just it's like pretty it's, put stuff together you basically whip together with like a hand like a, a beater like with your hand yeah uh like cream cheese and sugar and like hmm. egg hmm. and that kind of makes it and then you bake it and it becomes like this solid piece of when you're eating a cheesecake it's mostly Cheese. Cream cheese. Yeah, it's supposed to be cream cheese. It's pretty much a block of cream cheese. But but I think the thing that I realized by making a whole cheesecake was when I was contemplating this task, I thought, yeah, I like cheesecake enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat a lot of this cheesecake. Yeah. And then you eat you eat one piece of cheesecake and you're like, that's it for the whole yeah. year. <laughs> I'm also I can't do All right, more of this. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Please. No more. Too much, too much cheesecake uh, for me. So I, I had like, you know, I had a pretty good sized slice and so did my girlfriend. And then we sort of looked at it in the fridge for a week and how, how, very, very small slices at a time after that. But initially big slice. And then after that, it was like, I can only do a tiny amount. This is, yeah, very bold of you because I'm thinking, <laughs> so I'm, I'm picturing just regular cake size um, and Having even just a regular full cake for two people. Yeah. A yeah. lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. <laughs> and I would say a cheesecake is easily triple the density of another oh, type yeah. of cake. There's, if you, so it's basically like having three cakes in your fridge. <laughs> it's not Yeah, great. it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, but I will say I will say this. Yeah. I'm making it again because it was such a tasty cake. <laughs> That I'm br- I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to a holiday get together because yes. I'm like it's really tasty and everybody at a get together loves one slice of cheesecake and I bet it's gonna be a hit. Yeah, I think I yeah. I would agree with that. Did you uh, add a specific flavor? Did you make it like it caramel? was a it was a pumpkin cheesecake? Oh, it was very tasty. That does sound yeah, very, very seasonal tasty. festive. Yeah. Very seasonal festive indeed. Uh, but yeah, cheesecakes are not known for being uh, particularly light or calorie. They're not like light. they were not. They're not. I wouldn't use the word snackable. No, to describe <laughs> a cheesecake particularly. Nobody's going out on the street and go like sees a, a street vendor that has cheesecake and goes, "Ooh, yeah. just a little bit of an appetizer." I, I did see where we're. Oh, oh, in Japan, in Japan, they have vending machines for everything. And one yeah. of the things we saw in the airport was. The Buddy Velastro Cake Boss Cake Vending Machine. And so you could buy like $10 slice of cake and it gets vended out of this vending machine. But who's in the airport just like, I I got to get a slice of cake. That, I can't get through this whole airport experience without a slice of cake. That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds so terrible to me as somebody who has like gastrointestinal <laughs> and anxiety stuff of like, because when I'm at the airport. I can barely have peanuts. Like my stomach just mm-hmm. goes, uh, no, we're not dealing with this. We're in life and death situation. The Even the concept of having a uh, cheesecake at the airport is making Imagine uh, Imagine downing a whole slice, a $10 slice of cheesecake, and then being told, all right, time to do takeoff. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Annie and I were in the car and we're listening to my brother and my brother and me, another great podcast. Um, And they had a question that was like, I made like 
to way too many hot dogs. And so I'm going to like, I'm having friends over. Um, do you think we could have like 20 hot dogs each if we like space it out by an hour? <laughs> and they talked for about it for so long about eating yeah. all these hot dogs that it started yeah. to make me nauseous. And <laughs> you, you rounded the corner where they started and you're like, I could go for a hot dog. And yeah. then 20 minutes into the segment, you're like, I'm going to throw up if I even think about another hot dog. Because I'm contemplating eating a hot dog every hour. And that's terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare situation. Yeah, that's ugh. But, you know, it's not a nightmare situation, but does have a lot of hot dog eating contests. Segment mm. City. Yeah, uh, that's right. My name's Will Kane, and I, I'm, I'm full of hot dogs. I'm going to be honest. I did kind of submit to my desires. Joey Chestnut over here. Joey Chestnut in the- <laughs> Segment City, yes. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and I eat a slice of cheesecake every hour on the hour. That's so gross. <laughs> you would be That's nasty. Imagine I would be job of the hut. Yeah. It would just turn my whole skin into just ripples of cheesecake. I gotta say, if you ever became an actor and had to become fat like Christian Bale for in like right. Dick Cheney role, uh, then cheesecake would be a very good way to it would be a pretty good way to do it. You'd you'd never want to see a slice of cheesecake again in your life, though. Yeah. Like force force feeding cheesecake is a nightmare that's oh, that horrible sounds, yeah oh do you even consider Ugh. that Ugh. i don't like that no we gotta move on yeah did he, one thing though did he, um i think it was peter jackson was making the lovely bones or something which has a father the character lovely bones oh look at these bones um and ryan gosling i think wanted the role but he didn't he so he started drinking melted ice cream to fatten himself up to get into the body <laughs> that's, shape. That's actually that's pretty good. Yeah, it Speed is it's it. a great yeah, strategy. Really but it's also once he went to Peter Jackson, they're like, You don't have the No, what are you doing? <laughs> Why'd you do that? You, we didn't give you the role. Like, he's like, Oh, so I drank all this ice cream for nothing. Oh geez. But this is a podcast in which Theo and I we present segments each week. We dumpster dive our way through the internet. We get all those good comedy morsels and we package them into segments like the first segment of the day, which is Will's Stupid Thought. Mm. Theo, have you seen advertisements for that new Willy Wonka movie? Wonka! Wonka. Everybody loves Wonka. With Timothy Chalamet, everybody's favorite Xbox gamer from the Game Awards is here. (laughs) Yes, true. Um, And he's he's showing everybody all the wonderful origins of that wacky character that, you know what? You were sure wondering about it. How how do you get that cane? What's the deal with the top hat? This is (laughs) you're you're joking about it, but this makes me mad because I hate when mysterious characters get origin movies, which they do so like, much. You didn't want to see the Joker. You wanted to just oh, that, remain in the dark. The Joker was okay because they're doing their own thing, and it's not really like Batman. He didn't get like dipped in the the chemicals. It's not like Two Face, <laughs> like, like I was complaining about last week or whatever. It was, or it's yeah. like always Two Face when, whenever you show Harvey Dent. Um, what if what if at the Joker the whole movie was exactly the same? But at the very last scene, he slips and falls into a vat of acid. <laughs> How would that make you feel? He slips on <laughs> a banana. He, yes. he goes, ah, I'm here for the tour. Like, <laughs> just totally apropos he's, of anything. Like, nothing He's dancing up and down those steps on the famous staircase scene. And he goes, whoopsie. And then at some point he goes, whoa. And someone had set up a vat of acid right at the bottom for him. How would I feel about that? It was your question. Yeah, how would you feel about that? Yeah. Bad. I don't... <laughs> It would not be good. Bad. bad. I would not be happy about it. Uh, it. It would be silly. I think I would laugh. I think it would actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because that movie, we saw it for free because uh, of your association with Warner Brothers. And I brought yeah. my girlfriend and she, I think, is, was the most depressed I've ever seen her coming out of a movie. It was, a, it was, a, it was, everyone was like, whoa, this movie. It was I will tell you this. I had the opportunity to see Wonka last week for free, and I said, no chance. <laughs> not happening. Thumbs I, down. I thought it was just coming to, like, Netflix. <laughs> I was like, I'll watch it. For, I was drunk one night, I guess. But it's... Oompa Loompa, doompity nope. <laughs> doompity don't. Um, so my question, this is the Will Stupid Thought of this. This is all prelude to that. What is a character that you would want to see the origins for that they have not gone into an origin story? Hmm. A character I want to see the origins for that I that I know nothing about the origins of already. Yeah, well, I mean, you could if you want, because I I can give I'll tell you mine one. 
that I thought of. Sure. Um, sure. Cause there probably is an origin scene where he gets dipped in acid too, but yeah. I want to see Skeletor's face melt. Ah, I, Skeletor. I want to see, I would love if they did the, um, he's a good guy in this movie, but then he becomes <laughs> a bad guy. Like he's the hero and then becomes uh, like disenfranchised or like disillusioned with the world. Right. I, I think that would be fun origin because then you, Where, or you yeah he starts off he starts off listen there are no bad people they've just been through bad stuff mm. and that makes them that way you know Skeletor he wasn't always Skeletor yeah d- uh, here's the question though does he start with the voice does he go hi my <laughs> name's Paul and I love to do good I, things yes I think absolutely yes I think he has to <laughs> man, right man you could, Paul you got a real evil voice that would fit a skeleton man he goes what what are you talking about I'm only going to do good for my entire life and then he looks at the camera knowingly and is like hmm that's did we ever get, do we ever get an origin story for no see I keep saying I was gonna say you know what I was gonna say I was gonna say Yoda but I, I don't want to know his origin story mm. He's also old as hell, so I think he's also old as hell because that would be a lot of origin story. Yeah, I was I was kind of thinking about that in terms of Star Wars because they were talking about like the old Republic, like using that as the next kind of. They got to do that because I'm getting sick of the current Star Wars bullshit. Just get do the same stuff because like the old Republic, they're like Jedi's everywhere, Sith everywhere. Because that's my big problem with the modern ones is like everything's explained, everyone has an origin story, and everybody is a Jedi now. This this question that you've posed to me is pointing out that I we, people love to tell an origin story. Oh, I, I basically know I'm trying to come up with characters, and I know a lot of origin stories. Yeah, is, is basically what I'm coming down to. Any superhero already covered: Superman, yeah. Spider Man, even Daredevil. Like it, the, <laughs> I've seen his origin a couple of times already. Yeah, no, I mean it's like the 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 first story you tell of a superhero is their origin story. So it basically blocks off the whole calendar. Mm. I mean the whole category, not calendar. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Mm. Maybe Amorpheus, they would do that. Amorpheus from the Matrix origin. I'm surprised they haven't done that now that I'm saying it out but do, loud. But do I like, do I want to see that? Like People not would really. see that. I, People would, but I wouldn't like it. I don't know if it'd work. They would have they're to get doing a, a They're doing a Furiosa origin oh. <laughs> story. No one's asking for this, but I, I'm honestly excited about I it. I am so excited like, because you know, the yeah. uh, last movie that he Looks did cool. was amazing. Because Fury yeah. Road rocks, but... Yeah, yeah. Th- this is a. I didn't mean to put you on the spot in terms of what characters. Mm. Maybe how about this? Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Too sad. Too sad. Oh man! Didn't they also have a, a cartoon <laughs> of him? Like <laughs> I think they, they. Yeah, probably. They had some adventures with him. What about like Gordon Ramsay? What's his deal? <laughs> Tell me about his tortured childhood. That's just a documentary. What's his deal? That's huh? not very fun. Yeah. Tell me why he's so angry. No. What's the, what's this man's deal? He's angry because cameras like angry people on reality tv i want to see the moment where he realized that he had he was talented at being angry that that was a commodifiable attribute Mm. about himself i wanted to see that moment happen on on camera Mm. on camera you know what's one that i just thought of that i if you did it right it would be awesome um predator if the that went, could be rad. went back that to could the, be super rad. like do origin stuff for the how they became a weird predator race like totally alien stuff do that be, what's the deal it'd be fun um, but then hmm? the, i think the issue there is that it would be mostly about predators and do i want to see a whole movie that's there are no humans <laughs> it's only predators <laughs> like he gets back and he's like mom i think i want to go into hunting and she's like no you have to get an office job and he's like no but i really like hunting uh, you know what <laughs> i could make this a whole thing it's like be an accountant you should be an accountant like your brother and it's like but i want to rip people's spines out <laughs> no you have to finish your homework before you can play Mortal Kombat. Oh, man. <laughs> but oh, I want to be Sub-Zero. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, if they did, I will counterpoint to that. I know you didn't see it, but the Warcraft movie, um, the humans were the most boring, generic bullshit. And then the orcs yeah. were very interesting. So, like, it can work mm. if you do it right. But I think I, maybe you need to, like, tone down the humans. Although humans in these kinds of movies are always boring, because they always do that in Godzilla, where they're like, "What are you talking about, Predator Arnie? Arnie's great. Oh, Arnie's great. great. But can you? uh, I could point out other characters in the original one, but um, in all the other Predator movies, (laughs) because the original Predator is a good movie. That's why. But anyway, Yeah, yeah, that's what it comes down to. Let's move on to. My next segment. I know we're skipping right over me. Yeah, we, we'll get to me. We, yeah, we t- we uh, discussed this before uh, we 
we went into the podcast, but... Sometimes we coordinate, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Uh, but this is a WikiHow article where I'm going to teach you, Theo, how to be annoying. I know you don't need oh. that uh, that help. Uh, <laughs> knock down those pins. You really set them up for yourself and knocked them right down. Got them. <laughs> Got them. Boom, roasted. Oh, man. Uh, but this was co-authored by Hunter Rising, which has to be a, a username. I can't imagine I think, somebody's last name is Rising. No. Uh, I think if you're on WikiHow and you've gotten this far, you know. You, you know. know how to be annoying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, the people on WikiHow are kind of annoying. But Are you, are you on WikiHow again? No. <laughs> yeah, that's actually an interesting point of if you envision the user base of WikiHow, I do imagine somebody being like, no, that's not how you do that. You should, you should be doing it this way. Um, but annoying other people can be a fun thing to do if you do it in moderation. <laughs> and this is everything in moderation if, and if we go back to the how to be a furry th they this is the equivalent of when they said a billion times that you don't need a fursuit to be a furry because they say this so <laughs> often like, in this article where they just go it's fun to be annoying but don't do it too much because people like punch you and shit if you do <laughs> like there's consequences whether you're talking i feel like hmm? okay yeah yeah moderation around being annoying it kind of is antithetical to being annoying, yeah. but that's fine. That's just one man's opinion. Whether you're talking to someone in person, chatting over text, or interacting online, you can easily annoy them in a variety of ways. Just make sure you don't do anything that would cause you to lose friends or get in trouble. <laughs> Method one, irritating others around you. The first thing that they suggest, sing a catchy pop song so it gets stuck in someone else's head. Mm. which we all know is is <laughs> annoying and when somebody's <laughs> i i think it's worse when they say oh this song is stuck in my head and then they sing it to you and they start doing it yeah oh. and then you're like cool thanks a lot uh this any any christmas carol oh any 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 one any time of year you want to be annoying sing christmas carols any any other type of year oh that's or, or during the <laughs> holiday season that's fine too <laughs> that's actually in the geneva Con convention for yeah. war crimes uh, while you're around a group of people, start humming, whistling, or singing a popular song that most people around you would know. Keep up the tune, even if people ask you to stop right away. <laughs> uh, popular songs that many people know, and this is, I'm going to say, uh, is an act of terrorism, the ones that they suggest. Okay. It's a small world and Baby Shark. Yeah. Those are terrible. That's, I hate that. And try as soon as whenever you hear someone humming or whistling that, you know instantly that they're trying to be annoying. Yeah. There's no or or that someone annoying got to them. That they've mm. been they've been infected. That is true. It's it is a contagion. Because it spreads. Yeah, it spreads. And then they also say the same you are ahead of the article. Try singing holiday signs such as Christmas songs in June or July. Got them. Uh two, click a pen repeatedly to make annoying sounds. <laughs> you ever have nothing to do at work and so you just click and then you realize you work from home and there's no one around so you to just be annoyed annoy yourself you're, you're like damn it dan not again they say start by sl slowly clicking it as if you're using your pen normally <laughs> then slowly increase the speed until it constantly makes a clicking noise Ah, so sort of a slow clap yeah, situation. This is <laughs> diabolical. Like the fact that they're like, you huh. know how you make this even no more annoying is if you go. You start. You start slow. It's really good. Yeah, it's really annoying. I can't stand that. I'm sure we're losing <laughs> listeners. That's great. <laughs> uh, three, say random numbers while someone is trying to count something. <laughs> yeah that's a classic that's a classic that's a classic, that's um, a classic you know razz. if somebody goes for example if they're counting 14 15 16 you may shout out 19 37 12 23 wait until they retire numbers before interrupting them since that'll be more likely to forget their place huh. this is whoever wrote this article oh i mean i know who, who wrote this article but hunter rising i feel like is a pseudonym so i don't actually know um <laughs> behind the veil because he needs to be behind the veil because this person is a terrorist it was like before he said like, <laughs> they, they are diabolical uh four this is i mean my girlfriend does this by accident she doesn't mean to do this S yeah set random alarms around your home to annoy your family 
Yeah, no, I hate that. That's really <laughs> noxious. That's erratic behavior. That's borderline sociopathic. What, you don't want an alarm going off at 2.13 p.m.? <laughs> I can't believe What is it. that supposed to be for? <laughs> Make, this is, the, the reason this article is especially spicy to me is because they keep adding in these little things that I'm like, don't say, look, the base thing was already annoying enough. Stop adding these like difficulty Stop layers to the cakes. Yeah. <laughs> Make alarms one to two minutes apart. So as soon as someone turns off one of the alarms, another one starts going off. That is <laughs> so, oh, annoying. Uh, five, chew food with your mouth open to gross out other people. And that this is, is just how to lose, how to lose friends. Yeah, so, this is all how to lose friends. Uh, method two, holding annoying conversations. Ah, yes, the energy vampire. Yes, yes I'm yes, familiar with this body of work. One, talk loudly to be disruptive to other people. Raise your voice until you're nearly shouting <laughs> while you're having a regular conversation. I with can't someone. imagine anybody employing these tactics on per on purpose. Yeah, you like can't. <laughs> there's so many people that we both know that would that do this. And they have no awareness. Oh, yeah. The fact that someone would want to do this on purpose is mind boggling. This is the, the diabolical angle. If they ask you to quiet down, pretend that you didn't hear them and keep talking loudly, which is how you, they do a lot of loud, going with your point, a lot of the loud people, they'll say like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Right. But imagine the fury if you're like, so anyway, I was going to the stadium and they're like, uh, sir, can you, can you like dial it down a few? And then I got a hot dog. Like they just get louder and it's just terrible. Oh, another thing they say, ask what? After everything they say, to act like you can't hear them at all. <laughs> so, it's mean. So mean. What? what? Huh? huh? Oh, so so infuriating. Two. Mm -mm -mm. And I, you and I, I think, do this to each other, but it's fine. And we might do this to other people, um, but nobody's ever complained to me necessarily. Interrupt the other person while they're talking. Uh, oh yeah, big time. Love love a good interrupt. Let yeah. me cut you yeah, off right there. <laughs> I have up. something to say. <laughs> we we all know how this goes. If from editing the podcast for many years, there's many times we or talking you at gotta, the same time. Yes. Um, when you have something to say on this podcast, you let it fly. There's, that's the rule we've been stating. Yeah, right? there's two of us. We don't give a shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if it's it's how you and I communicate. Like even in our day to day life. Like that's yes. that's normally how we talk. Uh, three. Look at your phone while someone is talking uh, to you to act distracted. I don't – people do this <laughs> absentmindedly, and I think that's yeah, more and, frustrating. Uh, so, then, so then I visited, you know, my grandmother in the hospital, and she was, you know, she was getting to her last final. Are you – Huh? are you checking? Yeah, on Twitter. Are you checking? I'm on uh, Twitter right now. And I'm tweeting – you checking Wario sixty four for for hot dog deals? Some you got to really get in on these hot dog deals that he, that he's t flagging for you. Some dumb bitch is telling me about some old granny that did. Sorry, I, I was, was trying to tell you about hot dog deals now, and you're not even listening to my hot dog deal story. So fine, you know what? That's it. I'm. I already you're googled the uh, all the hot dog deals before you got it. <laughs> I don't need you. I just need the internet. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, method three, annoying people over text. And I'm, this is the one I think I was most interested in to see uh, how do you, it's how do you, the most uneasy, to, easy one to annoy, uh, to, to ignore. I feel like. Yeah. That's I, the ones in person I, I've encountered in it. Uh, a lot of people, like we said, do it, not knowing they're doing it. Send messages early in the morning or late at night to wake people up. <laughs> so this is actually a question that I have. Yeah. Do you keep your phone on some some sort of setting that it would buzz at, in early in the morning or late at night? Because I do not. I turn off my phone at night. If you have something to say to, to me between like 11 and 7, it's, in it's waiting until the morning. Yeah, it's in working hours. <laughs> I don't um, – I keep it on buzz, but I sleep pretty soundly. And also I have like a, a side table that I have my like spare pillow on. Like it's just become yeah. – I have a weird like pile of stuff. Don't we all? That is like, but like that absorbs a lot of the vibrations. So I don't, it, it wouldn't mm. wake me up is what I'm saying. Um, if you know your friends go to sleep early or sleep on the weekends, uh, send out texts at 2 a.m. or 6 a.m. to wake them up. Tell them that you have an important urgent question, but then tell a joke or ask a pointless question. For example, you may first send, help, I need to answer, I need you to answer a question right now. It's an emergency. 
once they respond, ask something like, if a tree falls <laughs> in the woods and no one's there, does it make a sound? Or, why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, comedy gold, baby! <laughs> also, send four to five messages in a row to make their phone go off uh, to wake them Actually, up. Actually, this, this does... This is something people rational normal people do that is annoying the stream of consciousness texting i do not like this oh yeah where they say one one sentence hit send do another sentence hit send i want the consolidated paragraph text yeah where i can read it and then respond to you in full i do not like the stream of consciousness i'll do amendments maybe in another text but i I do the big paragraph myself Mm -hmm. um two text multiple messages in a row to spam the other person so it's just going like the example they have is hey hey Hey, and they say stop. Why? Like so annoying. <laughs> uh, three, respond with one-word replies to stall the conversation. If someone sends you a long message, type okay, k, or cool as your response, even if it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just makes you seem like a dick. That's not annoying. That makes you seem. Oh like yeah, a dick it's bag. it's absolutely dick bag material because like they th- the example they have. Do you have a group assignment for tomorrow? K. That doesn't make any sense. That's a question. This this happened with my brother recently. He did not do this on purpose, but I think he was just like stoned or something. I I could, like it was totally because <laughs> he asked me, "Hey, what is that thing that your girlfriend does that's like knitting?" And I'm like, "Knitting or cross stitch?" Because she does cross stitch too. And he was he just said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what what do you want <laughs> yeah. from me?" Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but four, don't respond to a message for a few hours to keep the other person waiting. This is yeah. a, a, I gotta this say. is something I do. Yeah, this is a but Theo it's special. Most, it's not on purpose. Well, though. this is mostly either, there are two scenarios here. Yeah. One, I legitimately don't see it. Or two, I see it and then I forget. Uh, yeah. And that happens more often than you'd think. I do. I No, everyone does that. That's. I think uh, it also depends on what service for you. I think you have different response mm. rates for different because it's like if it's Facebook Messenger, uh, you, you do not respond to that. You, mm. <laughs> text you, yeah. you're pretty good about Discord. You're pretty good about can't anything yeah. else. Not going to get an answer from you. Um, they also say to reply with something ridiculous like "Sorry, I was scuba diving in my pool," or "I would have gotten back to you sooner, but my dog ate my phone." stupid honestly that makes you sound like you live a pretty eventful life but if you keep (laughs) insisting if you keep insisting every time i send you a text that your dog ate your phone i'll start to at some point i'll realize that you don't have a dog all right i'll 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 catch on it'll be a bit like then it becomes a bit and then that's acceptable but this is like the least unacceptable thing i think that they've had um if there's an actual emergency or urgent message respond to it immediately I think this is just for like legal, for the, legal liability. The, hey. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, method. If the, it's like when you call the hospital and they're like, if this is a medical emergency, hang up and call 911. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's what they're the doing. Right here. It's like, Hi, I'm bleeding that, to right. death, actually. They're like, what? <laughs> uh, method four, being annoying online. And I'm, I think they could have just truncated this to being online. Because mo- <laughs> most mm. people online are annoying as shit. Uh, you know, yeah. I kind of think we're getting to the point with technology that if you had someone who is really annoying you, you could just reroute their messages to a chat bot and forget about them entirely. <laughs> they could be talking with a fake person and not oh. wasting any more of your time. And they'd think that they were just like building a relationship with somebody, but it's just AI. Hey, WikiHow, this is free um, stuff for you because this is how this to is deal with annoying people. And yes. <laughs> in a way that is, in a way, psychopathic. Because you just kind of, I, the, you would realize, uh, now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you would realize, but then I've seen some good chatbots. They're kind of getting, pretty good chatbots. they're getting I mean, like, level. Yeah. You just like have it occasionally respond and act kind of confused about what's going on. Mm. That's probably the desired effect of the annoying person, right? Yeah. They're getting what they want, and you are getting what you you want by never hearing from them again. But then it, what if it breaks down and starts like, give, this is a recipe for cheesecake. And they're like, I wasn't even <laughs> talking about that. This is a bot. <laughs> I can't believe you. You get your friend really into cheesecake by accident? Oh, no. He's giving me a bunch of cheesecake every time I see him now. <laughs> now I need an AI to eat all this cheesecake. <laughs> That's the next AI. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know my brother could use that because he, he likes baking, but then you, you end up with baked foods. It's <laughs> like, foods, oh, what do we do problem. with this? Uh, so being annoying online, one, post multiple social media updates every day to spam people's news feeds. Mm. Now, this yeah, this kind I of mean, came into my life mutable. recently because oh. I went to uh, my reunion and there is somebody who is a, a, a like Instagram influencer person. Um, mm-hmm. And they... I was like, oh, I'll be nice and I'll I'll follow them or You'll whatever. Follow. Constant updates, which yeah, is just, it, just unfollow. It's fair it's, because it's so easy. Uh, their job, but it is like the. <laughs> it's also like videos, and I feel like those are more annoying. Um, but that's also like going to a, a you know, a, a get together with friends, and you're like, yeah, follow me on LinkedIn because I'm really big on my career, oh, those- and you need my career updates. It's like if you're expecting someone to be subject to your career as an influencer, then like, I don't know, separate that from your friends maybe? Yeah, I. we should do a segment about LinkedIn influencers because I didn't know that was a mm. thing until like very recently because it's what, what huh? it's, it's the same like HR people kind of talk. But right. they say instead of like one or two posts a day, post like five to ten annoying posts. <laughs> I mean, even one to two is kind of annoying. Uh, Number two. Write in all caps and make it seem like you're shouting. When so, <laughs> so you could uh, type things like, my buttons are broken, <laughs> if you're ever called out on it. But then- th- This is some middle school. This is all middle school behavior. Yeah, this is absolutely- Have you started getting those messages from- You ever vlog into Facebook and it's like, here's something you posted 12 years ago. It's it's. Start- have, have you been seeing these messages? I, I've seen- I don't go on Facebook all that often, but like when it does, it's always just like a weird picture of me when I was younger. And I'm like, I don't want to see that. For me, it's like really cringy statuses that I posted when I was like 15. Oof. And I was like, I don't need to see this. Yeah, this is not- Hey, remember no, this? It's like, they're <laughs> no. like, would you like to repost this to your timeline? And I was like- I don't even post my current thoughts. Why would I want to post my 15-year-old thoughts? That's horrifying. That's (laughs) that's so so, such a stupid feature. They should add that to this is repost (laughs) your old (laughs) 15-year-old thoughts. Um, But we've we have all seen this. It is all caps is is shouting. But they say don't use all caps if you need to send a professional email. That being said, Uh, I've absolutely. Ooh, correct. Protect that career. All right. Put it to the side. It's time to be professional. I've absolutely gotten all caps messages from engineers <laughs> from re- I, engineers are not great at messaging shouting yeah uh three share links to annoying videos to bother your friends like the rick roll which they say is the mo- the most popular one as well as baby shark which is another annoying link that they mm. have and then they have the urls like <laughs> like you can't just google this yourself um four tag multiple people and hashtags in one post to seem desperate for attention uh, but you, but hey, if you're on this article, you are desperate. What do you mean, seem? You yeah. <laughs> are desperate for attention. But that's. Are you doing? This is going to be a lot of hashtag. I'm, actually, I'm just going to say there's a hashtag for every single word for this. Just had breakfast. Isn't that cool? Like every single word of that was <laughs> every hashtag. single one. Yeah. Oh. And then they also. I love basketball. Go team. Sports. Shoot hoops. NBA. I think hashtag shoot is not great. No, shoot hoops. That's probably not a good... No, hashtag shoot is not good. Oh, yeah, you don't, don't do want shoot, hashtag shoot. Shoot, on, shoot hoops <laughs> was one word. <laughs> it's very... Okay. Yeah, I think that they probably looked at that and were like, hashtag shoot is not yeah, something we should endorse. <laughs> <laughs> that's... <laughs> imagine if somebody, if they found the school shooters because they post hashtag shoot. Oh, no. Uh, that's bad. Uh, if your friends untag themselves from the post, tag them again. Which is <laughs> so annoying. Um, but I wanted to, uh, we don't, I don't know if we normally get into this, but they have community Q&A. And I wanted to okay. uh, highlight a few of these. See what the community's got to say, yeah. Um, they, they say, any tips, warnings, don't get in real trouble. Um, <laughs> Keep those grades up, like the McElroy said. Yeah, this, this is a very key one. How am I supposed to be annoying without getting into trouble? That's the thing you want to... Uh, that's the thing. <laughs> Got to walk. It's a fine line. That, it's the thin blue line. Yeah. But no, wait, hold on. That's not right. It's the thin, annoying line. They, th- this answer kind of goes with that, but that is very stupid. That's the thing. You want to get in trouble with that person. Otherwise, you're not annoying them sufficiently. If you are scared to oh, do you, so, you want to get in trouble with them. <laughs> yeah. You want them to also get in trouble. No, you with them as uh, as in they're mad at you. 
Like that's the whole point oh, of being annoying. I see. I see. I like see. if you're if you're not, I think what they're saying is if you're not getting in trouble, you're not doing it right. But then they say in the article multiple times, don't get in trouble and don't ruin your relationships. So it's like, <laughs> what do you want? That's right. And also keep that professional career safe and make sure that you're uh, in case of a real emergency, call a real authority and don't yeah. uh, don't pretend. I do love that they just say yeah. like, don't be a pussy though. <laughs> don't don't be yeah. a big baby. Uh, is any of this illegal? No, just annoying and potentially embarrassing. So that's good to know. Um, and then they also have a full fucking YouTube video for that. But we won't get into that because now we're going to get into your segment. I hope this one wasn't too annoying. <laughs> it was, ugh, I'm going to throw a fit. <laughs> All these people, if there's somebody out there that, you know, the only use for this article realistically is somebody wondering if they are annoying and then going on to this and being like, oh, shoot. These are all things I do. Yeah, that's, I mean. I should, I should really reform my actions. There's, that's the only positive thing from this. Because the other thing, it is literally a how-to of how to be a dipshit. Like, it is, it is a <laughs> negative, net negative for the world. Otherwise. Well, I hope you aren't annoyed by my next segment, which is a Wikipedia historian. And this one is not coming to us exclusively from Wikipedia. It's coming from Wikipedia, The Hustle, New York Mag, The Ringer, a bunch of different locations. Mm -hmm. And this is the history of Rocky Aoki. Do you know anything about Rocky Aoki? Hey, founder hey. of Benihana? Uh, founder of... Okay, I didn't... Uh, I was going to make jokes <laughs> about... All right, Rocky, you got to go into that DJ set. You got to be... <laughs> you got to get real good at DJing. His history is kind of buck wild, and I only recently learned about it, so I thought I would share so his full name is actually Hiroki Aoki. Okay. And Hiro maybe it's Hiroki Aoki, but he was, when he came to the States, he he changed it to just be Rocky because it was more Englishified. Yeah. I guess he, people had an easier time. I, I, so, I presume he's from Japan? He's from Japan, yes. He was born in Tokyo in 1938. According to his, uh, according to Rocky, his father, Yunosuke, Yunosuke, was a playboy with a love for uh, Volvadil and the restaurant biz, an industry he entered right around the same time American B-29 bombs uh, bombed Tokyo in 1942, uh, Not killing a, a lot of people. Uh, apparently, the legend is that his father was walking through the wreckage and spotted a tiny red flower amidst the, the soot and destruction and decided to name his new cafe after the plant, Benihana. Huh, that interesting i didn't know it, was, it came from that i thought it was benihana just kind of sounds like an an american in the 50s going to hawaii and going mm -hmm. i'm gonna appropriate this but also i like the name benny like <laughs> yeah it, it, i never thought about so, the name really i guess i should have prefaced this by saying benihana is a uh what's the hibachi style restaurant that's that's like it's American Japanese food. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's the and it's that that's the intention. And they it. have it's it's not really supposed to be. Do they have the skillet where they like flip uh, like? Yeah, they, into it's your a very theatric. It's a theatrical meal where the chefs are sort of putting on a show while also performing while also preparing your meal. They're putting on a show that involves the cooking of the meal. It's like mm. on top of this big flat grill, and it's based on I believe teppanyaki from Japanese culture. Mm. So anyways, we're going to get more into that. So growing up, Rocky's wrestling talent earned him a spot on Japan's 1960 Olympic team Ooh. and a scholarship to wrestle in the States at Springfield College in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yay. Little local legend, the Rocky Aoki. Yeah. After graduating in 1963 with an associate's degree in restaurant management, he followed in the footsteps of his family business. That summer, he saved $10,000 from driving an ice cream truck in Harlem and used it to persuade his father to co-invest in a four-table Japanese teppanyaki restaurant. Yeah, okay. so teppanyaki. Uh, but his showman father balked at the idea, believing spectacle is what puts American butts in seats. Oh my God. So at just 25, <laughs> Rocky asked his veteran chefs to throw all the bells and whistles. Oh, throw in all the bells and whistles, prepare meals over an iron griddle, crack jokes and eggs with customers and set onion volcanoes ablaze. Mm -hmm. And in 1964 in Midtown, Midtown Manhattan, Benny Hanna was born. Imagine being 25 and you open your first... That's, your first restaurant in Midtown Manhattan. That's, this is, you could tell this is post-World War II. That is this like, is a different time. And then he, this is a and then he bought a house. Time. I have to say, right. speaking of the timing. <laughs> he scooped ice cream and that got him enough money to launch a business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have to say, just going back real quick to, to the description of his dad, of being like a, a ladies man and like a in post-war yeah. 
like because he was in imperial I, japan which to my mind yeah. is very like strict and also like uh, uh, it, it's a weird <laughs> vibe to be like walking down the street just like giving everyone finger guns what's up ladies yeah. <laughs> yeah. also i had a a karate instructor named rocky and so i it, mm-hmm. something about th- those rocky's gotta fight rocky rocky's gotta fight <laughs> rocky's gotta be fighting everybody's fighting rocky Japanese food was rare in the U.S. at the time, so Rocky Aoki kept his menu simple. He barred any fish items other than shrimp. Any hmm. An early Bena, Benihana tagline was, no slithery fishy things, which is wild in the context of Japanese food. Yeah, that's that's I mean, very bold. That's very American. Like that, or that, I should say I mean, that's he was, a stereotype that they projected onto Americans. Because I like fish. Yeah. I'm fine. Like, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I, I think he was right in identifying, though, that like the, the America wasn't quite yet ready for real Japanese food yeah. at that time. Like that's that's a correct, you know, for the time. I think that's a correct uh, assertion. Maybe not raw fish, but I don't see why they couldn't cut sure. up a fish and, like serve right. it. I don't know. For the first six months, Rocky slept on the floor of the restaurant's bathroom, losing money on the joint. Then he got found, quote unquote. A rave review from the New York Herald Tribune eventually brought in crowds and regulars of the likes of Muhammad Ali and Sean Connery. Rocky capitalized on time in the spotlight, opening new restaurants in Chicago, Honolulu, San Francisco, and L.A. By 1972, Benihana had nearly 20 restaurants, profiting $12 a year. That's Pretty nuts. In in that, was, that's not that many. That's it's in uh, eight years. So in eight years, he went from sleeping on the floor to twelve million dollars a year in, in 1972. Yeah, I was about to say that's a 1972. That's a huge amount of money. It's, he's yeah, also it's playing huge. it like like he's playing Pandemic, where he's like going after the major cities <laughs> and stuff instead of going for like small town USA. I think maybe he just liked those locations as places he liked to go, and so uh, was like, well, I'll open a like. Honolulu, like yeah. that's not necessarily a a target market that's going to earn you buttloads of cash, but you I know. could see it working out if because I think Honolulu has a lot of like Japanese uh, expats. Yeah, but this is not for this isn't for Japanese people. Yeah, that's true. It, but this is for Americans. But in, <laughs> in the context of like 1970s America slash Hawaii, there's probably few. That was the closest you're gonna get. It's like getting a, a burger in in China. Like it's you're gonna yeah. you're, you're going for the comfort. You're not going for right. the quality. Rocky would open many more locations of Benihana beyond that initial one in Midtown, becoming a multimillionaire by 1979 and eventually engineering a global empire of 78 locations. Hmm. Its tentacles spread across the states: Aruba, Panama, El Salvador, and Brazil. It's a restaurant where onion spout flames and intensity of a five alarm. Uh, uh, with the intensity of five alarm house fires, where oil glazed prawns somersault in midair, where sorceress cooks sport bouffant red toques that are decidedly more French than Japanese. This writer was having a field. Oh, uh, yes. They- <laughs> toques are decidedly more French. The restaurant's exaggerated theater is uh, commensurate with the life of the man responsible for bringing it to this country in the first place. Rocky Aoki led a life of unrepentant excess, <laughs> one that probably merits a meaty biopic. He embodied the dick-swinging, occasionally toxic braggadocio associated with a number of today's most visible male celebrity chefs. He cameoed on Hawaii Five O, won a national backgammon championship, oh and later won a grueling road challenge on a 1,300-mile route from Milan to Moscow, driving his vintage Rolls Royce. This is, this is So he's... <laughs> early Andrew Tate like he's just like trying to he's do early the most interesting man in the world so he, he's just trying to like do whatever he wants live his life he has he I think that he probably was like never actually interested in running a restaurant full-time and was like well now I have money so let's just go crazy yeah that was interesting for him if he wasn't into most of the people I know that open restaurants uh, are really into it because they don't make a ton of money they usually go bad uh, well, if you lived in the 1960s, all you had to do was drive an ice cream truck for one summer and you had yeah, you, the, you had if the you funds. Existed, <laughs> then they give yeah. you business. But yes. Rocky took to his celebrity by air, land, and sea, slapping Benny Hanna branding across all of his vehicles. Uh, and- <laughs> <laughs> He's taking the Benny Hanna mobile? <laughs> all right. Can you make it look like a big onion volcano, please? And have it shoot out fire from the top? <laughs> 
an avid speedboat racer, he created the Benihana <laughs> Grand Prix, oh, uh, which he which which he himself won in 1979, <laughs> sailing a 38 foot catamaran. This is this is wacky races. This is not. There's a monkey in the back of his thing that is throwing wrenches. Like that, he took the engines out of the other things so they didn't start, and he could only go. Like he's like, I'll pay ten million dollars to the winner. Oh, would you look at that? Oh, I don't wow, have to pay anybody, huh? <laughs> In late 1979, during a training run to prepare for the next Benihana Grand Prix, Rocky caught air going 80 miles per hour in the San Francisco Bay, destroying his speedboat and damn near himself. He touched down under the Golden Gate Bridge with a broken arm, a shattered leg, a torn aorta, and his liver split in two. Oh, and he survived? Like, he nearly, yeah, he nearly died. He he survived it, though. Uh, He awoke in a hospital bed in San Francisco to find his then-wife, Chizuru Aoki, and his mistress, Pamela Hilberger, standing over him, their first time meeting. In a New York Magazine interview, he recalled, I'm completely naked, tube in my penis. I see my wife standing over me on one side. On the other side, I see my girlfriend. I say, oh, she... Oh yeah, that's oh, no. that's always the the that is a classic. I feel like that's more of like a mafioso. I, I guess he's a famous like rich person, and that happens a lot with them too. But this is funny yes. for for the Benihana's guy to be in right? this situation. Lying in his hospital bed, wife and then mistress hovering over him, Rocky didn't know what to do. So he closed his eyes and fl- faked a blackout. He then started to think things over. <laughs> really good moment for reflection there, buddy. Yeah, that's... This is great. <laughs> that's, On your deathbed, yeah. I'm glad that he has any sort of sh- shred of self-reflection to have that moment of like, this is bad for me, so actually. bad. Uh, sure, he was rich, but lately things had gotten out of control. He wasn't just a high-flying businessman. He had become like Hugh Hefner. He'd even founded a porn magazine, Genesis, what? which had its own Benihana-style gimmick. Two centerfolds for the price of one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... Man, it's... America really was just a land of opportunity, America... wasn't it? <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted. It was wild. It was wild. It was, apparently, it was when capitalism actually worked in that way, where you're like, oh, "We got to undercut the competition by adding another centerfold. It'll add point <laughs> two cents to <laughs> the production." Of and each we'll magazine. vertically integrate so that when you come to Benihana, we'll show you one of the centerfolds and make you pay for the other one. Now that's capitalism. I like that his perfect customer would be somebody who masturbated and then went to a Benihana. <laughs> like, oh, that's God. his key. Demographic. Oh God! Who got there on a speedboat <laughs> and got then went? To, yeah. <laughs> he also opened a four-story midtown disco club called Club Genesis, which became his own private playpen. Night after night, Rocky like stayed that. up till dawn, snorting cocaine, picking up girls, and betting a hundred dollars per point on backgammon, which apparently he was very good at because he won. Uh, for years, he'd been hiding his mistress Pamela from his wife Chizuru, while hiding his other girlfriends, including Miss Iceland, from both of them. Miss Iceland. <laughs> Miss Iceland. Like what, dude? What did you have the time? I, I gotta say though, Miss Iceland. That's terrible. Is, uh, could be absolutely beautiful, but there's not a lot of competition in Iceland, to be honest. <laughs> pretty small place. Yeah, pretty small population. Uh, before his accident, Rocky boasts that he had three kids from three different women at exactly the same time. This is the Benny Hanna's he only... guy? <laughs> <laughs> this is the Benny no, Hanna's he only guy. Found out, he only found out about the third child via a paternity suit. How is he? I can understand if he was like, I'm the club owner. But is he like, have you ever have you ever had a little shrimpy thrown into your pocket? And they're like, oh my God, I'm getting hot and heavy already. You're I'm the guy that provided say, that situation for me? You're the guy? He, you're the guy who had the, the pea bottle boy of oil that sprayed down all the vegetables? Oh, oh yeah. My. You want to see my oil bottle, lady? <laughs> oh, my God. Aoki also partially funded and crewed the Double Eagle 5, the first balloon to successfully cross the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Launched? No, no, no. So he's a Victorian (laughs) gentleman now, too? He's fucking steampunking his way across? Around the world. In a fucking hot air balloon? It launched from Nagashima, Japan on November 10th, 1981, and landed in uh, Mendocino National Forest in California 84 hours and 31 minutes later. It traveled 5,700 miles and set a 38-year world record for piloting the longest hot air balloon flight ever. I got to say that uh, shorter than I thought, but also very appropriate that it was in a forest because that, to me, 
indicates that they were like blown off wind and they're like oh god there's trees <laughs> there's trees there <laughs> don't hit the trees i don't know how you reliably tell that when you take off from japan you're not just dead in the middle of the ocean oh that's the, the that's like, the risk like that's because <laughs> that's but what but what's i guess what's the he's worth tens of millions of dollars at this point what's the goal here bud there is no goal that's the point is he has nothing he's doing he's 100 percent of the game and is now doing the side activities like i can't believe that you're inside the mind of this man justifying his oh, actions because no, i can't really i'm not gonna say it was like smart or good that he did this is also the weirdest thing that he could do because like i could kind of understand the speedboat thing it's weird but it's like that's going fast people have race cars like on air balloon because you're like you're more likely to find the the body of uh oh my god what's her amelia Earhart i just googled famous pilot <laughs> lady by the way <laughs> That's, uh, uh, but you're gonna find amelia Earhart's body more likely than you're gonna <laughs> actually land I'm 32 hours though i gotta say that's a hell of a 84 wind. hours 84, 84 hours that's a hell of a wind even like because a flight is going to be what 12 hours by itself yeah right it's quite the wind yeah quite the wind in 1999, Rocky pleaded guilty to insider trading after paying $10,000 for a tip on a stock called Spectrum Information Technologies. He managed to escape a prison sentence because of his health problems. He acquired hepatitis C during a blood transfusion after his boating accident. <sighs> but the real damage is already done. To avoid revocation of Benihana's liquor license, he was forced to cede his interest in Benihana of Tokyo to a trust managed by three of his children. Mm. Benihana of Tokyo is a pretty buck wild idea. It's like <laughs> yeah, it is. if it's like if in downtown Manhattan, it's it's like an American went to <laughs> went to J- to Japan and was like, here's a whole bunch of it's American food, and then brought that back to America, but it wasn't real America. Like it wasn't real food from America. It's like Germany's biggest hamburger restaurant was right. brought back <laughs> to america and was like when you ate it you're like this is the shittiest hamburgers i've ever seen this is terrible <laughs> in his final years the rich spectacle of aoki's life all but eclipsed his achievements he was the subject of rocky's family horror show a lengthy new york magazine story by logan hill in ni- november 20 uh 2006 Published just after he filed the lawsuit against his children, the piece created a portrait of irresolvable family chaos with Rocky at the eye of the hurricane. (laughs) The lawsuit was unresolved even at the time of his death in July 2008 from complications from pneumonia. He was 69 years old. The suit eventually fell to his last wife, Keiko Ono Aoki, who at that point was entangled with a separate legal dispute with two of Rocky's children to determine the rightful heir to the multi-million dollar Benihana Protective Trust. In 2016, a judge ruled in favor of two of Rocky's children, DJ Steve and model actress Devin. <laughs> Apparently, DJ, DJ Steve? Steve, they just referred to one of his children as only DJ Steve with no other context. It's just this, DJ Steve. Okay, this is, we're getting to the end of the story, and surprisingly, this is the least surprising part, is that he's getting <laughs> a, DJ arrested, Steve. and then his son, this is, I would absolutely watch Succession Benihana's edition. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Because this is exactly that. It's like nepotism kids, where it's like I'm a DJ, I'm a cool guy. Like it's what is it? <laughs> where all the, the kids are stuff. all the kids are fighting over the control of the company, and the, meanwhile the dad who controls the company is like off in a hot air balloon and doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he has not seen his children. He's just having girlfriends right. and stuff. doing a lot of cocaine and racing speedboats. Oh my god! And they're just like, Dad, you never loved me or my music. Kevin, who was one of the children named in Rocky's 2006 lawsuit, speaks of his father in positive terms today and avoids going into detail about the lawsuit. Things went a little bit haywire, he tells uh, me of that period in the family's history, implying that the conflict's scars have faded. Even at the height of Rocky's influence, when America's taste for Japanese food was far more rudimentary than it is today, he wasn't immune to the change that his restaurants were aggressively inauthentic. Uh, He wasn't immune to the charge that his... Uh, restaurants were aggressively inauthentic sac- uh, simulacrums of Japanese dining. Mm. Though Benihana might be Japanese cuisine in scare quotes, Rocky didn't apologize. Sometimes he outright admitted that effectively uh, deracinating his restaurants was key to his triumphs. He told the New York Times reporter in 1974, the minute I forgot I was Japanese, success began. Which what? is a pretty sad pretty sad quote yeah that's oh wow that's that's it's like it's like super the opposite of what food culture is today where it's like the your 
your background and what you bring your perspective is what is valued now. Yeah, that's that's personal like erasure of your culture. That's very sad. I think he just yeah, he came to America and was all in on on sort of assimilation and that in that time period it was like kind of the the pathway to success. Yeah, I guess so. That's yeah, depending sure. on who you so the article finishes off but depending on who you ask rocky's means of achieving success can either read as aspirational or cautionary it's the ultimately the ultimate assimilationist success story the second he landed in america rocky was fueled by the engine of feverish capitalistic ambition one that he saw as fulfillment of the american dream mm. and don't and close aren't we all looking for that american dream ourselves and he got it, and he in the I, he was just right place, right time. And then he went absolutely fucking apeshit. Yeah, this just doesn't seem like a story that could ever happen again. Oh, like what are you talking about? I, I can absolutely. This is going to happen more and more as people get more wildly rich. Elon Musk bought Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm saying his his rise from basically like scooping oh. ice cream into multimillionaire, like yeah, that's just hard. by doing by doing like whatever he felt like doing. Yeah, it wasn't like he was like gaming the system. He was just did like a series of things he wanted to do. Yeah, I think I think the uh, takeaway from this is that uh, it it is a lot of luck because if he didn't have that first mm. like taking off point, he would still be sleeping yeah. in the the bathroom of the. Of the Benihana, he got discovered. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that good for him, I guess. But then he took it, and then he did wild shit. Which if, <laughs> he did wild shit. If he didn't do illegal stuff, it would and, and like he would be kind of a legend yeah. if he wasn't such a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like also, like he was, he was also kind of like, just like proud of being a scumbag. Where yeah. like he 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 was of the era of Hugh Hefner, where it was like there was some idolatry to the scumbag who like gets all the ladies. And that's kind of the path he followed, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it's but that seems very common for especially this kind of businessman. Because um, I listened to a thing about like a multi-part thing from the another podcast, Behind the Bastards. Uh, it's like a six-parter on Vince McMahon, who for mm-hmm. people who don't know, he runs the the WWE, I think. Um, and yeah. he's a big piece of shit. You don't get six parts on yeah. Behind the Bastards, <laughs> which is the same six parts, same Jesus. amount that they have for Henry fucking Kissinger. So like, Jesus Christ! But it, the, obviously his crimes are lesser. But his father was also like a wrestling promoter, but like mm. and was also shady, which seems like he also had like his father also sounded mm. like a womanizer business guy that then yeah. rubbed off on his son and probably said like. In order to succeed, you gotta you gotta get a lot of money and do all this stuff, um, right? And then it, it never makes a good person. Like he, he, yeah. And and that's why you gotta. This has been a lot of this episode. We kind of stumbled on the theme of bad people. Ha, bad, bad people. Bad this people. guy. This guy did so many like just wacky off the wall yeah. things. Anyways, so. I wanted to bring that to your attention because as soon as I read this, I was like, what the hell is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? Who is this man? How can he be? I think, yeah, at least he did interesting. He lived the the most interesting man life, at least. That's, yes, he did. Th- he, he tried to do that and, and in many ways succeeded. I respect that. I respect that probably more than like, I don't know, dismantling democracy. <laughs> like other Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you, you know what we're going to dismantle now? The, the podcast, Tell this me. episode of the podcast. I'm not going to like... We're dismantling it. We're taking it down to bones. We're selling it off for scrap. We're, 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 we're selling all the pieces. Yeah, we're, we're breaking it down like a bunch of carnies that we are. Um, and unlike carnies who break down a carnival and run away in the night, uh-huh. we're going to... <laughs> is, that what, is that how the carnival... Yeah. They, during the middle of the night, they all just scatter? Yeah, that's how... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually how carnivals work. They just kind of move on. Um, but unlike carnivals, we're going to say thank you to everybody that came uh to this episode of the podcast yeah carnivals they say fuck you on your way they out do. they say never come back <laughs> <laughs> they they, they do they're here for for like a long time they're just here, here for, for a, good, a time. good time and also to get as much bud light and and heroin as they can um but thank you everybody <laughs> for listening to this episode of the podcast Remember, if you have any oh beautiful segments that you want to send to us, such as a, the life of somebody else who has a very interesting life, uh, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter is Segment City. Our YouTube is Segment City. And leave us ratings and reviews. We love to see them. Um, and tell us how we're doing on the podcast. And we got to tell somebody else how they're doing. 
That'd be Rachel Robinson. Thank you to Rachel. She does our intro music and she has new music coming out soon. Stay tuned. Go to the go to the streaming sites. Do the thing. Yes. Listen to her fantastic music. And some say, say every night she disassembles her instruments and scatters. Scatters. <laughs> She's gone in the night. <laughs> Zoom. I mean, that's what bands do. <laughs> that is genuine. That's right. She band. breaks it all down. She's gone. But it's just her by herself. She's breaking down the entire stage. And then they don't. Like, that's the heist of the century because they go, wasn't there a bar here? And she's taking the bar. <laughs> She's taking it. Yeah. Wasn't that? Where's my bassoon? Yeah. Anybody see my bassoon? <laughs> Man, the other bassoon. We're gonna have Rachel on, and then we're gonna have the big bassoon band, and they're missing all <laughs> the their big, bassoons. All bassoon band. Yeah. yeah. What happened to all of these? Davy and the bassoon boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst name. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening that's it davy and the bassoon boys <laughs> yeah that's a man <laughs> it's just like oh my god this is the soundtrack of a fat man stampede i can't oh no i can't believe it but you know what is uh fat man hate food poisoning being poisoned yeah and so we're gonna end with i was poisoned.com there's a website where people post their food poisoning ailments uh, this is somebody who bought from a Walmart supercenter in Charlestown, West Virginia, USA. Ate a Klondike bar at noon from a package. Household of three hmm. people. We ate the same meal, but I'm the only one who ate a Klondike. At <laughs> 1.45, started sweating. Became dizzy and nauseous. From 2 to 3 p.m., severe vomiting and diarrhea. By 6 p.m., I felt okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey jerry what are you doing over there nothing it's my personal secret klondike time they'll never know hey jerry are you in the bathroom no it's my secret personal barfing time they'll never know <laughs> this is what he gets i got those laxative klondike bards for myself thank you very much for myself i wanted to throw up and poop everywhere i gotta i need a good <laughs> clean out yuck Anyway, <laughs> that's, we're cleaning out Yikes. the podcast. It's, we're done yeah. with it. 